Hey y'all, it's Addison and Lily. Welcome to Boldly Created. Just a quick announcement. If you noticed last week that Lily was kind of in and out, it's because we are both in different spots right now. We are doing this podcast remotely. I am in Charlotte, North Carolina, and she is still in Western Carolina University area. So if it sounds like she's a robot, she's not. She's here. She's present. She's live. But she is away and she is online. So it might sound in and out sometimes, but we're still here. We're still doing it and we're still... um, going on with the podcast. Yes, hopefully I'm not too unrecognizable, but so this week me and Addison are back to talk about spiritual warfare. And I feel, I think both of us feel that this topic is something that all of us struggle with, honestly, sometimes from a day-to-day basis. So I think it's very important to just bring up and to talk about and bring into the light. So um, yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, I'm excited about this one. I think it's something that every Christian faces. And I think um, young adults face so much every day, sometimes every day when you're going through that spiritual warfare season. A piece of scripture that I pulled is Ephesians 6, 10 through 12. And it says, finally, Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the power of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And I think this is really cool because we actually did this verse um, in the children's ministry at Bridge. And it was really cute seeing them like do the motions and like say the verse. Uh And I love this one. And it's kind of funny because when I was looking into it for this, it was like, oh, yeah, I remember like repeating it for the kids to do. But I don't think I ever repeated it for me to do. Um, And then Ephesians 6, 13 through 18 goes on to talk about the spiritual armor. And it includes the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, and praying in the spirit. And I just think this is a, like such a great piece of scripture to remind yourself when you're in that spiritual warfare um, that like he said, like in scripture, it says you're against the powers of this dark world. Like We live in a broken mm-hmm. world. And I mean, you have to put the full armor of God on. Yeah. Going off of that verse, um, I found it's second Chronicles 2015. And it reminded me of this because it says, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. For the battle is not yours, but it's God's. And oh my gosh, I think sometimes in those moments when I'm struggling, just like the devil's in my face or he's coming at me or just whatever it may be, I just think about it and I'm like, this is not necessarily an attack on me, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm a child of God. So really, you know, that means this is God's battle and God's fighting on our behalf. And I think that makes it not so personal sometimes. Like, okay. You know, I understand why this is happening. Yeah, I the reason I mentioned that the children were going um, through this scripture in church was because I had the question of, do you ever wonder what it would be like if you saw God through the eyes of a child? Um, because I think it's so different the way children see God the way mm-hmm. than what we see God. Because sometimes, I mean, they see him as king, they see him as the savior, yeah. and they see him as this like in a coloring picture with a crown on his head and just of this like perfect thing. And I think, yeah, we think of him that way, but sometimes we're like we see him not fulfilling our promises and not doing the things mm-hmm. that we're asking for. And I think it's so important to like, remember like you can't judge God based off of what he's not doing, but you mm-hmm. have to judge him based off of what he has done. And what he continues to do. So I just thought that was kind of cool. Cause like, I mean, it's kind of like looking at the, 
looking at life through the eyes of a child. Like you have the innocence, you have the like running through the park and all these things. And it's like now it's like the innocence has been taken away and you see Mm -hmm. like the life for the hardship of what it is and the brokenness of what it is. And I just think it's the same thing of like seeing God through the eyes of a child. Yeah. That reminds me just to have a lens of faith and not fear, because I think so often we forget that we really are children of God and that we have that freedom and we have that, you know, just like warmth and innocence to us because we have God and he, because Jesus died on the cross for us. But I think that just when you become an adult and you deal with, you know, struggles, whatever it may be, health struggles, money struggles, just relationship struggles, it's harder to see that, but it's still there. You just have to like fix your mindset and just understand that it's all going to be okay. He's Mm -hmm. going to take care of us. Yeah. You said something about freedom and it reminded me of a conversation I had this morning with um, a friend of mine. And Mm -hmm. one of the conversation starters we were talking about was, would you choose perfection or freedom? And I think that most times Christians or anyone would pick freedom. But I feel like when you're in that spiritual warfare, you might pick perfection because that's what you're chasing after. At least for me, that's what I would always be chasing after. And I could feel like I'm not measuring up to the perfection because I'm not perfect and I never will be. Um, But most times I want the freedom, but sometimes I think the freedom is found in the perfection. Ooh, that is true, <laughs> man. I never even thought about that. That's just something to think about because I think, I mean, because when we think of perfection, sometimes we don't think of God. We think of the worldly things mm-hmm. because, I mean, when you see social media or TV shows or movies, like you say like, oh, this person has a perfect life when really they don't. We're just showcasing the highlight reel. And I mean, there's exactly. so much more than the highlight reel. There's the post and like all the other things and I mean, I just think when you're in that spiritual warfare, you just are wanting all these things that you don't have. But in reality, you have more than you think you do. Oh, of course. I mean, if you have God, you are the richest of riches. I mean, you mm-hmm. there's nothing more valuable than that. And I think that that's just something to hold on to in those moments because yeah. no worldly thing can measure up, you know. That's very true. Um, another scripture I have is 1 Peter 5, 8. And I have mentioned this one before on the podcast, but it says, Be alert in a sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And I mentioned this one because I remembered when Emily shared it, she said, um, it reminded her of the devil's favorite playground as a college campus. And I bring this up because there is really so many opportunities for the enemy to prowl on his prey. And I mean, there's just endless ones. I mean, and just being a young adult, I mean, even if you're not in college, you have so many from Lily was saying, um, you have relationships and just internal things and health issues. And I mean, we live in a world that there's one thing after another every day. Maybe it's gas. I mean, literally, I'm not even joking. (laughs) Maybe you're worried about gas. I mean, there's just so many things that like come every day at us. And we have so many things that the enemy can take opportunity to lunge and prowl on and Mm -hmm. just get in our heads and make us sink. Exactly. Um, this, this brings up a verse in my mind and it's James four, seven, and that is submit yourselves to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. And, um, something that I have kind of taken on myself in those times of like dealing with spiritual warfare is the phrase like Satan get behind me because that comes from that verse. Um, and there's also a verse it's Matthew 16, 23. This is the verse that comes from it's, but he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan, you are a hindrance to me for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. And I would love to go back and read this whole chapter just to, you know, get the context. But I think that in those moments, whether it be just 
the enemy's in your head, the enemy's trying to lie to you, the enemy's trying to tempt you. I mean, gosh, it could be a handful of things, but I, that is what I go to. And I usually, I just say it out loud. I'm like, Satan, get behind me. Like, I'm a child of God, not today. Like, and, and honestly, it sounds kind of silly because it's like, who are you talking to, you know? But like, like, as real as God is, like, unfortunately, Satan is real too. And that is something that we shouldn't like downplay and we shouldn't be afraid of because you have to know your enemy to be able like to beat your enemy. And yes, he has already been beaten. God has already defeated him. And that is that. And it's written in stone and it can't be changed. But I think that we can't, we can't like keep it hush hush and be like, Oh, don't say the word Satan. Don't say the word devil because like he's real, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. And I mean, saying Satan get behind me, like there's power in that because those were like Jesus's words in scripture. And he had to, you know, be on this earth and had to face temptation and had to, you know, experience spiritual warfare from, from the enemy. So, I mean, mm-hmm. he knows what we're going through and he's there for us through it. So, yeah. You, um, in the Bible, I don't know where, but it says something like even the devil disguises himself as an angel. And mm-hmm. I think like there's so many ways that he will get to you and you have to like really voice it and say like he is real there. He's there um, mm-hmm. because saying that does put power in it. And I yeah. feel like we just kind of downplay it or whisper it or say it in our head. We don't ever say it out loud. And mm-hmm. I remember you said a while ago, um, there's power in bringing it to light. And there really is. Mm-hmm. There's power in bringing everything to light, whether it's depression, anxiety, or just whatever it is. I mean, you have to bring it to light mm-hmm. in order for it to hold less weight over you. Exactly. Absolutely. Another verse that I like to go to, whether just in times that I need comfort or especially spiritual warfare, but it is um, Isaiah 54 verse 17, and it's no weapon that is formed against you will prosper. And I, this verse is like on my wall right now. I'm looking at it. I mean, this is just one of those verses that sticks with me because the enemy can throw this and that and the other in your face, in your path. He can try to make you stumble, but it says no weapon that is formed against you will prosper. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's just like the best thing I can hear in, in times of just trouble or whatever it may be. It just gives me that like oomph to go on and be like, yeah, can't mess with me. Like God's Mm -hmm. my father. Like, you know, um, what ways have you experienced spiritual warfare while in college? I think for me personally, I think temptation is definitely one that I struggled with in the beginning years of college. Um, Now being a junior going into senior year, which is crazy to say that, (laughs) but um, I, of course, you know, that was a couple years ago, but I think there are times that I will struggle with temptation, whether it be like something very silly, like, you know, wanting to listen to a song that has cuss words in it because it's super popular or Mm -hmm. wanting to just let my road rage take me over when I'm driving or, I mean, just little things like that. Um, But that can go onto a bigger scale, especially in the college world, like going to parties and, you know, being intimate in your relationships and just things of that nature. I mean, like you said, the college campus is like the enemy's playground because there's so much temptation around and it's just such a transitional period. So there's, you know, people are going to choose their own path. So I would say probably temptation would probably be the most. I mean, that. what about you? I would say fear because I mm-hmm. think I let the fear of um, not being accepted and not being um, wanted let me let my faith be pushed back to a back burner because um, mm-hmm. I'd be more likely to do things of the 
like the world rather than God um, mm-hmm. to be accepted. Because I feel like so often um, we're put on these paths and the way like how we go about it is up to us. But there is so much temptation, like you said, on a college mm-hmm. campus. And I mean, you just take one turn and you'll be into all these other things that are not godly. Um, so I would say fear of just like, oh, if I do this, then they might not like me. And if I um, focus more on God and live a godly life, then I might be looked at as a loser, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think now more than ever, I've realized I don't really care what others think of me as long as I'm right with God. Yes. Oh, I love that. I think my answer being temptation before was more probably my first few years of years of college. But I would say now in my like current year, I would say that it's more of not caring what people think. I think I go back to this verse and it's actually not a verse. I go back to this saying and it's you have an audience of one. And I think about that all of the time. I mean, I that is what I just think about every day. It's on my wall. It's on my mirror because so often I can get caught up and I can just go in a down spiral. Like Mm -hmm. I can be getting ready and think, Oh, what am I going to wear today? What's going to look the cutest? Do I have time to do a makeup? I hope I do because I have to wear makeup because I have to look good. Like I can get in that, that like mindset very easily. And I, it just snaps me out of it when I say that, like I have an audience of one. Mm -hmm. God doesn't care about all that stuff. Like it's not important. So I think in my current state, I would say that is like my, thing right now that saying reminds me of the one that um emily showed us with uh the god's girl devotional of um you may be the only bible some people ever read i think that's so strong because yeah i can let fear override me by the fear of not being accepted or wanted but Mm -hmm. if i remain faithful to the god who's never failed me and live in his glory and live in his reflection just by having a friendship with someone that might be a mustard seed to them Mm -hmm. knowing god some point in their lives so i think that outweighs the fear most days oh absolutely i mean that'll get you in check real quick (laughs) (laughs) um i know we're throwing a lot of scripture at you but we really do want to center this podcast around scripture because that is where the truth comes from um we can give you notes from sermons and podcasts and articles all day long and we still will sometimes because we'll come across those like the sayings we're saying um but (laughs) sorry i thought that was funny um but again like literally the Bible is full of truth. Like Lily said, um, reading the word will give you the truth. So we do really mm-hmm. want to focus on that. Um, so one more is Romans 8, 7, which says, For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. And I think for mm-hmm. me, ways that I set my mind on the flesh is acceptance, happiness, and fulfillment. Um, especially last year, I really focused my fulfillment on the world um, with mm-hmm. organizations and being in authority positions and in leadership and really thinking, oh, I like, I got this. I run the world. Like, I'm awesome. And it was great. It was a rush, but I really lost track of like who holds all the power and mm-hmm. um, that I was really relying on myself rather than him. And it really made me check myself and be like, I'm really nothing compared to <laughs> what he is. And definitely like this past year, I've definitely really set my mind on those things of the flesh Mm. a song that was um on my mind throughout this topic was rescue by lauren daigle um it's been Mm. one that i've been listening to a lot lately and um there's a 
part of the song that really resonates with me. It says, I will send out an army to find you in the middle of the darkest night. It's true. I will rescue you. I will never stop marching to reach you in the middle of the hardest fight. It's true. I will I will rescue you. And I think that really resonated with me because um, last year I went through a period of when I was really depressed and I never felt that before. And I remember I was feeling scared and just confused and kind of mad at God. And I was like, why am I feeling this way? I don't have any way, reason to feel this way. Like I'm happy. I have a good life. I have good friends, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But it was really something much like deeper than that. And I realized that when I got out of it, like he was there all along. And I remember mm-hmm. my friend told me one time, cause she was going through the same thing. And she said, the whole time you were going through that, God was holding your hand but it didn't feel like that because he was being silent. And I think that really spoke to me because he is there. And sometimes when he's there, it might not feel like it, but it's in the silence that he's most active. Um, So I think that's just something that really resonated with me through that song. No, absolutely. I, when you talk about that, I think of the teacher is always silent during the test. And I really, I really like that saying, because I think that oftentimes we think, you know, where's God? Like, this is when I need him the most. Like Mm -hmm. what is going on? Like just when you are completely like at a loss, you're like, this is when I need him. But that doesn't mean that he's not there Mm -hmm. because, you know, he feels distant or whatever. I mean, he literally does not ever leave us or forsake us. And that's like a truth and a promise in the Bible. And I think that, you know, times like that, it just goes to show that he, I mean, he is just, he's so good. And even, even still through, trials and tribulations and struggles like that he is still good and Mm -hmm. that's just yeah he's so good (laughs) i often um times make the analogy of depression of like you being in a hole kind of like a well and -hmm. it's so deep that you feel like you can't get out but what i realized on the outside is that when god's quiet he's actually there and he's putting his arm down the well and all you have to do is Mm -hmm. reach up and grab it and he's there to pull you out and i mean he really is like He's there. It might not seem like it if you're going through a really bad period of time, but just pray out to him and lay it at his feet. And even if it feels like he's not there, you can be mad at him. You can scream at him. It's okay. But he is there. And when you're on the other side of it, it's such a beautiful thing to look back on and reflect on because you're seeing why he was quiet during that test. Because mm-hmm. I mean, if you weren't through yeah. that, if you weren't uh, going through it, that test, you wouldn't be the person you are today. Exactly. I mean, I think it's very evident after the fact. Mm -hmm. And of course, that can really suck, especially when you're waiting and you're just, you know, you're getting frustrated. I have been there. But afterwards, it just makes so much sense. And it's like his way is perfect. I I couldn't have made it go Mm -hmm. any other way. So, yeah, I think his timing is perfect, too, um, because I think you you're put through those trials and those hardships and even those great things um and all of those things make your testimony and your testimony mm-hmm. is such an important thing and a such an important part of your faith journey um because when you share your testimony it might be scary i mean it not it is not going to be might it is scary and you're frightened of what people will think but it's the reflection of what god's done in your life and how he's mm-hmm. molded you into who you are today and it'll change people's lives like it'll be able to show them like oh like they struggled it's okay and they're still faithful to god and they still believe in god and they're alive and sitting there right there um and it just shows them like it'll all be okay Yeah. I had someone tell me one time, this was actually recently, and it changed literally my entire outlook on testimonies. He said, your testimony is not about you. It's about Jesus. And that literally just like blew my entire mind because I have been there where I'm literally terrified of telling my testimony. Like I can't, it makes me nervous still to this day, Mm -hmm. even though I've told it to many people. But I mean, it's really not about us. It's just showing where we've been and what we've struggled with and how hard things have been. 
And it shows Jesus coming in and saving us from all that. And it just shows his power through Mm -hmm. our lives. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's crazy. Like it really is like, it just shows how he molded us into who we are today and the walk we've had with him so far. Um, and I just really think like, it's time, like it's a time to bring up, like when you feel scared to talk about it, don't be because chances are you're going to help someone just by speaking about what you've experienced and what Mm -hmm. he's put you or what he's gotten you through. Um, because someone needs to hear it and you might make a friend out of it. You might make, um, you just never know. Yeah, you never know. Um, I really like this. Um, actually, Toby Mac said this, <laughs> but it says some someone somewhere is depending on you to do what God has called you to do. And I think about this just in like a huge grand scheme, like mindset. And I think, you know, if I hadn't gone through X, Y and Z and wasn't able to share my testimony with this one person, like their life would not be changed. Like it's Mm -hmm. all so intricately pieced together, like the way God sets everything up, but it's all in his perfect timing and it's all for a reason. And it is not random and it's Mm -hmm. not a coincidence. And it's just, it's so amazing to think that like we may have a part in like changing someone else's life and like turning them over to Christ. So it's just crazy. Yeah. And I think if you have something on your heart that it's been there for a while and you're kind of trying to push it away because it's like, oh, I'm not qualified enough for that or God would never put me in that position to do that. Don't mm-hmm. listen to that. That's the devil and that's mm-hmm. the flesh. And just go for it. Do what your heart is calling you to do because I've seen it um, bloom into something so magnificent from this podcast to other friends stuff. And so many people have um, lots on their heart that they're afraid to actually do. And if they just were to do it and trust God. I mean, there's so much that he wants out of you. You have so much potential. And even if you don't believe that, um, he knows that. So just do whatever your heart's been telling you to do. Exactly. Um, I think something good to just speak about is God's voice versus Satan's voice in like our lives or even Mm -hmm. just in our own minds. Um, I, I'm sure many of you have come across this because it's kind of a popular thing on social media, but, um, it's, saying that God's voice stills you while Satan's voice may rush you. And it says God's voice comforts you while Satan's voice worries you. And it's just like a long list of all of the comparisons. And it's a good way to kind of catch those red flags in your own mind, because sometimes it's really hard to detect. Like it, it's happened to me. Like I'm like, is this from God or is this from Mm. the enemy or the world or like what's going on? Um, and if, you know, if it's something that's rushing you or pushing you or making you uncomfortable or confusing you or making you obsess about something or condemning you or worrying you, like that is literally from Satan. Like mm-hmm. God has no part in anything like that. On the flip side, God leads you and reassures you and enlightens you and like comforts your soul. So mm-hmm. whatever it may be, you just have to kind of evaluate how it's making you feel and, and sometimes that just goes ahead and shows you, you know, that's from the enemy and you yeah. need to like part ways with it. Yeah. When you said um, things from God make you still and things from the devil make you rush, mm-hmm. that made me rethink. Um, I don't know what it, what verse it is, but be still and know that I'm God. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, it literally is like saying that, like, know that I'm God in the stillness. I'm not rushing you. I'm not yeah. um, pressuring you. I'm here. I'm just waiting for you to come to me. Um, I so I think that just kind of made me, made me rethink that verse in a different way. I love that. I That's why I love Bible verses because <laughs> almost every time I read a Bible verse, I get something else out of it. Mm-hmm. It's just like the only 
book that is alive. Like it's forever. Yeah. It's just awesome. It's so good. Yeah. I definitely encourage you. Like if you aren't someone who really opens your Bible, don't be ashamed of that, but start doing it. Um, Cause you'll learn so much more just by opening it and actually reading it and being intentional with it. Um, I, for the longest time, just didn't do that. And I was relying on sermons and worship and just other things, which are great. But you have to be reliant on the word to grow in your faith because you'll find mm-hmm. out so much more about who God is and what he has in store for you um, through scripture. Absolutely. The last thing I have is I saw this video and I really liked what um, this guy said. He said, when we start talking to the devil, we run the risk of being led astray. Um, Mm. And I think that's really true. Like the devil will lead you astray and he'll run with it. And God just Mm -hmm. wants you to have the truth and be led to him. Exactly. That's the enemy's goal. So Mm -hmm. we got to stop him. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that is it for us this week. And we are so excited um, to see what this episode does. And if you ever have any comments, reviews or anything, we'd love to hear it. So yeah, stay tuned for our next segment. It's time for flavor of the week. To get us started, Lily, what's your flavor of the week? I really like this verse because it just helps remind me in like my day to day walk with the Lord that no matter like what struggles I face or whatever bad grade I get or whatever, just like it does not uh, even compared to like the glory and just the amazingness that we will have forever in eternity in heaven with the Lord. And I think that that just helps me just have that mindset and just be able to know that like God's got it and nothing he can give us is going to be too hard for us to handle with him. So nice. what about you, Addison? My flavor of the week is Rescue by Lauren Daigle. I shared it earlier in this podcast and I just really love what it has to say and the message behind it. That's all for us this week, and stay tuned to Flavor of the Week posted on our Instagram. See y'all later. Bye. Bye.